Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Hey, and welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me today is a special guest by the name of Shannon Peel. And let me tell you a little bit more about Shannon before we dive into her subject matter expertise. She tells brand stories with market appeal, helping professionals define their brand stories and tell them to the marketplace to guide audience from awareness to customers currently building a media empire, one piece of content at a time for people to tell their stories to help others create an appealing life, career, or business. And today we're going to be focusing on brand storytelling and how do you effectively do that in today's digital age. So without further ado, please welcome Shannon Peel to Jump's podcast. Thank you, Jam, for having me on. I really look forward to this. My pleasure, Shannon. So I always like to have my guests connect with the audience in a fun and personal way. And I do that by giving you two options. We can do an icebreaker or play a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? Hmm. They both sound little. Okay, let's go for the game. Let's, let's have fun with the game. Okie dokie, here we go. We're playing rapid fire with Genesis and Shannon. Do 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 do. Question number one If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, invisibility. (laughs) (laughs) Question two Coffee, tea, or neither? Coffee, 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 and then tea. So since you're in Canada, do you like Tim Hortons or are you a Starbucks person? Oh, I uh, do not like Tim Hortons. Um, more Starbucks probably than Tim Hortons. Okay. Question three. Are you an animal lover? Mm, not much. <laughs> Question four. If you could have lunch or dinner with any person, past or present, who would it be and why? Oh, wow. What a question. Let's see. Oh, Winston Churchill comes to mind um, in that range. Uh, yeah, that's Angelina Jolie in today's world. You know, people that are doing big things and live a, live, live a certain type of life. Yeah. Five. You just hit the lottery, Shannon. Cha-ching, cha-ching. However, you must donate to three charities of your choice before the rest of your proceeds are released. What charities are you donating to? (laughs) Good question. Well, the first charity I would probably donate to is something to do with uh, single moms and women who are, you know, coming out of divorce and struggling financially. The next would have to do with human trafficking and combating slavery. Uh, modern day slavery in our world and the third would be ms Hmm, okay so multiple sclerosis right yes 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 and six if you could go anywhere in the world money was no option 
However, you may not be able to return back to your home base for some time. Where are you heading? Oh, parent in Paris. No questions asked. Definitely. It's, all, it's the only thing on my bucket list. <laughs> Seven. Favorite food. Oh, favorite food is a food that I can't really eat. Anything cake, bread, cake. Eight. What is your happy place? Oh, wow. My happy place. Anywhere my kids are. Mm, okay. Nine. If you can hop in a time machine and give your younger self a piece of advice, what would it be and why? <laughs> Leave the bugger. <laughs> Get on with your life and do what you want to do and stop letting other people dictate where you are, where you are. Just Leave them now and do the work. And 10, it's our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? Well, let's pass. Okie dokie. What's your question? What is it that you want to be known for? I want to be known for having a bomb podcast that is putting out consistent content to educate, inspire, and motivate. And for, you know, my offspring to say that was something that mommy did. And because she was bold and unapologetically her, like it gives me the power to talk about things with no limits. And that is important as a mom. Let me tell you. Oh, so thank you for playing Rapid Fire, Shannon. Now we're going to segue into your beat, your jam, the meat and potatoes of our conversation, which is brand storytelling in digital age. So sometimes when people see brands, like they see all the big brands like Walmart, Target, Starbucks, they see the colors associated with the brand. So if they're driving down the street, they're like, oh, I know, I know a Starbucks is coming up because they see that green and they see the specific logo. But in your field of expertise, when you think about branding, what comes to mind? Branding is the essence of a, of a company. It's a company is an, is an entity on it till itself. And the brand is everything about that entity. It's its personality. It's its value system, its belief system, its mission statement. It is about how everyone who is associated with it treats each other and its customers. It's the message that it puts out there it is basically the who, what, where, when, and how of the company. Yes. And I think whenever you have a brand and you want to be branded by association, you really need to make sure that your core values, your mission statement, and et cetera, lines up with the actions behind the brand. So that brings me to ask, how can you effectively use storytelling to pair with your brand? Because sometimes people have amazing brands, but the storytelling piece is just missing. Right, because they don't understand how to do it. And now brand storytelling is different than writing a novel. Now I've written novels. And so I understand creative storytelling. 
I have written ad copy, so I understand copywriting. I've worked in sales, marketing, graphic design. I have worked in online reputation management. I've done a lot of different things and I'm able to bring all of that together to come up with my own interpretation of what brand storytelling is. Now, brand storytelling is the uh, merging or culmination of marketing, branding, journalism, creative writing, copywriting, and sales persuasion, all in one. It has a structure similar to creative writing, but the ending is different than what an ending of a novel or a movie would be. When you end a story, you usually have the results and that's the end. And it, it's like the, it all kind of ties up the loose ends and the audience feels like they are feeling wonderful and they feel satisfied that they got their money's worth. A brand story does tell about the, talk about the results at the end, but it ends with a call to action. A brand story is never the end. It's not a one all, it's like a series. It's like a, it's like a very long serial and how something like Sherlock Holmes was written back in the day where each chapter just worked on itself over time to tell the full story. And that's where brand storytelling comes in because there isn't just one story. Like I said before, a company or a brand is an entity onto itself, which means that it has multiple stories, just like a person has multiple stories. And that has to be told in various ways in order to connect with multiple audiences. The first mistake people make is they believe that they're talking to everyone and they're not understanding the audience that they're talking to. So their messages are not landing and they're trying to tell one story for one, one and all. And it's just not the way to do it. I like that because it, you can't have a one size fit all when you're telling your story, because I've heard if you're trying to speak to everyone, you're speaking to no one. So mm -hmm. you have to understand who your market um, audiences, who your ideal avatar is, how can you be the solution to their problem that they're having? What does your personality look like? Is it shown up in your brand or et cetera? And if we think about some brands that are doing it right, in your opinion, what brands come to mind? Oh, man, there's so many over the time. Over time, there have been so many. So let's go. I want to actually go back to the fact to the turn of the 20th century. Let's go back a hundred, over a hundred years. We're going back to 1890s, okay? Because this is when advertising really began to take off. And advertisers at that time were utilizing story in their ad to give people a reason for wanting to buy their product, whether it was soap. Oh, you know, you're not clean enough you need to buy soap or they were creating a whole market as in, Oh, you know, that halitosis that you have, that's a problem. We have a solution for that. You never thought that you would actually, you know, think of it as a 
problem that could be fixed. It was just you had halitosis or you didn't. And Listerine utilized storytelling in order to create a whole market for their company. And in the process, created sayings that we have today, like always a bridesmaid, never a bride. That came from a Listerine story. So this has been around for a very long time. The brands that are getting it right today, few and far between. Wow. And far between. Patagonia probably gets it. I mean, Patagonia is one that has been coming up a lot when I ask that question because they stick to a cause that they have in that we're about not consuming as much. We're about high quality, less consumption. But what, are they getting it right? I don't know. I think it might be a little too early to tell mm. because they haven't, you know, like I'm saying, like back in the 1890s, Listerine came up with something that lasts to today. That's a brand that gets it right. Mm. So that longevity and the consistent message across times, like whenever you see it or hear it, you're going to know that's Listerine. Whenever I was thinking about the question, one of the things that popped in my mind, I don't know if it's because I'm a foodie or because I'm hungry mm -hmm. all the time being pregnant, is Chick-fil-A. Like when you go to Chick-fil-A, mm -hmm. people always know the Chick-fil-A service and the attitude that they're going to get. They're going to have my pleasure. They're going to be greeted. They're, your food is going to come out quick and fast and it's going to be delicious and people know oh if I want Chick-fil-A I better go I better go get it on Saturday because Sunday they're closed and they know like their their mission and their value and I think that's good another company um now for all those who are into athleisure we're Lululemon oh yes yes <laughs> Vancouver girl <laughs> Lululemon yep and yeah no no there's a lot of stories in that company <laughs> And the one pickle fickle that I had with Lululemon recently is whenever I went into Lululemon, they do such an amazing job with marketing and et cetera, and knowing who their ideal audience is, but they're missing out on those athletic moms who are pregnant. There's no pregnant wear in Lululemon. So I voiced my concern and I was like, I love like, you know, how the pants just fit on you. It feels like you're wearing nothing. It's just so comfortable, but why don't y'all have a line for pregnant women? Because did you know, Shannon, that they're coming up with a shoe line that's going to drop soon? And then they have menswear. So you have menswear, you have shoes, which is something that they evolved into because before mm -hmm. it was a certain type of woman that was their ideal avatar but oh yeah then, but now I'm like okay what about all types of women the you know the fit mom that still wants to work out have her body snatched and snap back you don't have anything for her because if you go up in size you know when you're carrying a beautiful bundle in front of you sometimes the bands feel so tight on your belly yeah no Lululemon does have this um I'm not sure if it's an issue or if it's around their story that they are very specific to a specific type of woman. And if you are like, let's say you've gained a lot of weight and now you want to lose it. Well, Lululemon doesn't have anything for you. Um, but Lululemon is a great reflection on its 
culture of the area that it evolved out of. So Vancouver itself does not have any plus stores. Okay. Wow. If I want to go and get clothes, well, I mean, there, there's this odd little boutique. There's an odd couple of little boutiques um, in certain places, but they're not well known and it's hard to get to them. But if I want like Laura Plus or um, a, a plus store or anything that is more than a size 14, I have to leave, go out to the, to the outer reaches of, uh, of suburbia in order to find a store that I can shop in. Um, there's actually an article online, if you Google it, that says Vancouver hates fat people. Uh, you don't see a lot of people that are overweight in Vancouver. Now, part of that may be because we're influenced by an Asian population, um, but everyone here is fit. Everyone, the value, not everyone, I'm not fit, but the values of the city itself are environmental, outdoorsy, athletic, and beautiful. And Lululemon encompasses those values in its culture, which it gets out of the city that it that it is uh, born in. Hmm. And thank you for chiming in and saying that because, yeah, that does matter, like where the brand was birthed and how the brand has evolved, how they're remaining true to their core pillars, their values and et cetera. One question that I want to ask um, as we segue into the call to action is whenever you think about brand and storytelling, how can you ensure to really encompass that diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging? Because we see a lot of brands got flack for that based on some of the recent movements in our times, because they were only doing things to quote unquote, check a box, but it wasn't really evident that they were big components around DEI. Well, I think that brands need to embrace who they're who their customer is. Like we just talked about Lululemon who embraces a certain type of woman and that is not diversity, but they aren't trying to be everything to everyone, mm-hmm. right? If your brand is, identifies with a certain minority or group, then fine. You know, I believe in being part of that but what it comes down to is we need to stop okay I I don't know how you or your listeners are going to take this but we need to stop focusing so much on dive on the diversity on what makes us different and start focusing on what makes all of these people all these groups all of us the same so when I think of a brand story if you want to be diverse and diversify across groups. Don't talk about the differences of those groups. Don't talk about how you uh, service the differences. Find the common thread that runs through all of that and you'll get diversity. Now, once back to Lululemon again, we're talking about the fact that Lululemon talks to a specific type of woman, but it has diversity because it doesn't look at the race. It doesn't look at the skin color of 
their customers. They're not looking at, well, I guess they kind of look at the socioeconomic because they are expensive. Come on. But (laughs) um, beyond that, they aren't really looking at, um, and there are men that wear Lululemon. I mean, it's Vancouver. Vancouver is an interesting place. But they look at the common thing, the, the common thread. What is what is it that they want to be known for? They want to be known as the type of clothing that you wear to the gym. Of course, it's become the type of clothing that you wear to the office, especially here in Vancouver, because that's the culture. But, you know, it's, it, it says a lot about the, the, the company that they were able to change fashion that much to go from a for, more formalized way of dressing to a very casual way of dressing. But they were looking at what makes women common in this age group or in this size. Um, Lululemon doesn't want to be part of the... Well, I shouldn't say that because there has been rumors that they are looking at plus sizes, but I don't know if that's true or not. But like I said, what they were looking at was the common. And when you look at the common thread of what makes people the same, you get diversity. Yeah, I could I could resonate with that sentiment there because with diversity, you definitely have to have that inclusivity, which is looking at that commonalities in order to promote the diversity and then equity, like how is it equal and equitable across the board? And then now the, the big thing is adding that B in there, a sense of belonging. And so as we jump into the call to action, Shannon, I want you to think about something that can challenge our audience, motivate, or inspire them to really focus on what their current brand is and are they effectively using storytelling to translate that out with the branding message that they have and then just put it together so they could really have that full effect in those synergies. Wow, what a call to action. I mean, that is a huge call to action. So what I would love for your... um, listeners to do is to drop by marketappeal.com and check out the programs because there are a lot of step-by-step programs that they can uh, join and take. In fact, one that I'm doing right now myself, and most of these programs come because I challenge myself to something. And it's 30 minutes for 30 days where I will be engaging with other people's content on social media measuring the matrix to see if my theory of engagement being the key to success of social media is correct through through a measurable story. The reason, but the thing is, is it has to have strategy. It has to have brand. It has to have structure. It can't just be willy nilly. And that is where the planning comes in. That is where understanding your audience, understanding where you can find that right audience to engage with them so that they will be attracted to your profile and then they will engage with your content because you are getting noticed by the right people and that takes strategy that takes knowing who your audience is and then knowing the key words that they use in their posts where they are um, what they're interested in all of that stuff, and then going out and finding them 
in a very efficient, effective manner in order to, to be able to comment on enough posts in 30 minutes and then shutting it down and not going back to not logging back into social media until tomorrow. Wow, that's an incredible challenge. So 30, 30 minutes for 30 days, and then they could go over to marketappeal.com to learn more about the resources and everything else that you're doing in your community. So I will definitely post that link in the show notes. And I also know that you are active on LinkedIn. So we'll have your LinkedIn for all of those business owners out there that need to do a better job at branding. This is no, no um, plug. This is no discount or discredit. We all have something that we need to work on so we could become better versions of ourselves and our business can go from just surviving to really thriving. And Shannon, I want to thank you so much for coming on here and sharing your insight with the GEMS community because it's something that we all can learn from. Audience, make sure you like comment and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms. And you could also see the video to this recording by going to our YouTube channel, which is at gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp to see all things video. And then lastly, but not least, I want to thank each one of you for continuing to support on a regular basis. Because of you, we're now ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor or making a monetary donation, you can find more info by heading to genesisamarskemp.net and clicking on that podcast tab. Until we see each other or chat next time time. Peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day and go get some brand appeal and market yourself. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel. Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G E M S, with W I T H, Genesis, G E N E S I S, Amaris, A M A R I S, Kemp, K E M P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, Your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.